in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Canon and dear friends, first of all, I would like to wish all of you a very happy, very blessed feast of Pentecost. The priests are usually always busy. That's true. Sometimes it's terrible, but that's, this is the reality. And unfortunately, priests could be busy with material things. As a priest, I speak about myself, sorry, but I have to make sure that everything goes well in this church. That to restore the church, to keep it open to the public, it's safe. And for instance, that there are enough, it's well insured, that you have extinguishers, and everything is working well. We have insurance, we need a special training, because one of the big risks that we do want to avoid is a fire in the church. That's absolutely terrible, and unfortunately, when we speak about fire in the church, I'm sure we all now have in mind this sad image of Notre Dame de Paris two years ago, who had this big fire. We also remember a few years ago on Christmas Day, the cathedral in Longford. Now, thank God, things are not that terrible. They are both being restored, being, and then the other one is already restored. But when a church goes into fire, when the material building goes into fire, then we, instead of a building being open to the public to receive the sacrament and to adore our Lord Jesus Christ, we can sometimes face an amount of ashes and with offenses to prevent people from coming. This is what, as a priest, I do want to avoid. But then what about our souls? That's exactly the contrary, it's the opposite. What I do want is a fire to burn in all the souls who are present here in this church. In my soul, first of all, of course, as a priest, in the souls of all the community members, but also in all the souls who would come here to the church. All those who see the doors open must have this fire lit in their heart, in their soul. So a simple question today for each one of you would be, is there a fire in your soul? Is there something burning in your soul? Or are there only a few embers? Or eventually some ashes? Or maybe there is nothing at all? If this is the case, dear friends, if you see a possible danger for this fire to be blown away, to be extinguished, you must act as an act of humility, an act of generosity. And you must really do your best with God's grace, cooperate with God's grace to prevent any danger from extinguishing, extinguishing the fire within your heart. You must discern in your life what kind of wind could be dangerous for this fire, what, can, what kind of items could have been thrown out, put in your soul, that items that do not burn, but these items that were put in your life, in your house, in your private life, some of them are dangerous for this fire. And if you do not discern that, there will be, step by step throughout your life, a certain decreasing of the zeal, the zeal for the house of God, the zeal that 
gives you less and less interest of leading in the state of grace. One of the, one of the immediate consequences would be to pray a bit less, to think a bit less often about God, a few times a day, then once a day, then once a week, and it's how your soul becomes lukewarm. You pray less, then you pray little, and maybe one day you will not pray at all. One of the things that you have to pay attention to, this kind of wind, could be, for instance, the wind that comes to your ears and tells you, you still have plenty of time to arrive, more or less, on time for Mass. And at the end of Mass, you will hear this temptation telling you, now you already heard the itemisest. You can go, 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 go quickly. These are temptations, and these are, this is how this spirit of lukewarmness will step by step grow within your heart. The same thing, the same danger could be a lack of zeal, a lack of interest for the liturgy. Do you know anything about just the saint that we celebrate every day? Do you remember, do you pray to your guardian angel every day? If you don't, he does. We know that. But our vocation is like him, to imitate him, first of all, to give glory to God, and second thing, to help those to grow in holiness, to help the other ones. These are the two aspects of our guardian angel. He prays to God, he gives glory to God, a perfect prayer to Almighty God, and he assists us, he helps us out to go to God. If we do not have this zeal to cooperate with God's grace, then I would recommend reading a few verses in the book of Revelation. After Mass today, you will go back home and you will open the Holy Scripture on the book of Revelation and read on chapter 3, chapter 3, verse 16, these words. Because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will begin to vomit thee out of my mouth. These verses seem to be very difficult, very strong, very almost inacceptable. But this is necessary to remember that the fire that lights, the fire that burns in our heart is fragile and could die. And without this fire will not be received into heaven. If we ever think that we will keep this fire throughout our life, and it's fine, we just have normal spiritual life, we just receive the sacrament from time to time, we just do the strict minimum, this is very, very dangerous. And one day we may hear these words from our Lord on the last judgment, I will begin to vomit thee out of my mouth. So this afternoon when you read this book, this chapter 3 on the book of Revelation, you will fall on chapter, on verse 16, and you will see a bit further down on verse 20, this other verse. Behold, I stand at the gate and knock. If any man shall hear my voice and open to me the door, I will come into him and will soup with him and he with me. And then we say, thank God. Thank God because whatever happens in our life, our Lord Jesus Christ is always 
in front of the door, if we did things, if we said things that pushed away our Lord, if we did things, if we have committed some sins that extinguished the fire within our heart, it can always be lit again. Thank God we have put out our Lord out of our sacred building in our soul, but our Lord remains on the other side of the door and he keeps knocking down and tells us, here I am, open the door to me. So my simple advice on this Pentecost Sunday would be simply to take some time to read the Vini Creator that we that you have heard right before Holy Mass, at the beginning of Mass today, read the translation and think about our Lord always knocking at the door and asking you to come in. He wants to dwell in your soul. And it's our Lord himself, Jesus Christ, with the presence of the three divine persons. We know that on the Feast of the Ascension, we meditated on our Lord who has left us in his glorious body. But, and today, on the Feast of Pentecost, it's the Holy Ghost that comes to us. But we know that uh, it's the three divine persons, indeed. Jesus is always with the Holy Ghost, even when he came upon the apostles. And likewise, the Father is always with the Son and the Holy Ghost. So, dear friends, I wish you a very happy, a very blessed Feast of Pentecost. Let us all recall the appearance, the appearance of the Holy Ghost as tongues of fire. That Holy Ghost, God himself, one God in three divine persons, who descended into the apostles, the Holy Ghost, God himself, who always wants to come into our soul, enter our hearts and push us back all the darkness and clouds of our spiritual life. Let us beg in a special way today this divine fire to burn and consume our souls, this divine fire that purge our sin, purify our heart, so that we renew every day with God's grace this burning desire to love God always with more intensity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.